Good morning, Laguna Beach. This is Craig at Rainbow Radio and lots going, much, much going on today. Fun, 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 fun stuff. But first I want to thank our sponsor, uh, Chris Tibbet for of Compass Realty. He's been very supportive of the radio station and uh, particularly of Rainbow Radio and um, Laguna Beach Pride as well. So very happy to have our, the support of Chris Tibbet. Compass Realty. And if you have any realty needs, I suggest you check him out. Uh, that's my personal suggestion. So today, the, 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 the all important question, because there is, is a fantastic beach of event um, slated for this afternoon at West Street Beach. So the big question is, what's the weather? Okay, well, let's solve that one right now. It says a high, a blistering high of 76 degrees. I mean, could that not be more perfect? <laughs> Sunny to partly cloudy. I don't like the partly cloudy, but that's later in the afternoon. Uh, high 76 winds, 5 to 10 miles an hour. So, uh, and then in the evening, 67 degrees. A few passing clouds. Otherwise, that's the evening. But... That's today, the weather forecast, and let's slip into next week, as I like to do, and give the rest of the week, just so you know what you're in store for. Uh, so tomorrow, 78, 78, 79, 77, 76, 76, all in the 70s for the whole next week, the highest being 79 and the lowest being 76. So safe to say it's the 70s all over again. <laughs> I remember the 70s quite well. I shouldn't, I shouldn't give that up. And, say that but um and as far as the sun uh, there's some three or four partly cloudy days in the next week but for the most part sunny so um that's the that's the weather report here at laguna beach california and um, as everyone should know so now what's the big news craig huh huh <laughs> laguna beach pride is having a pride day kind of like a disney day or a pride on the promenade day but this time it's at the West Street Beach. So uh, I know people going there taking a, a few uh, music devices and some uh, tents and uh, <clears throat> a few decorations and some fun stuff at the beach. Um, anyway, it starts. It's, it's sanctioned. There's been a lot of response. The weather's supposed to be fabulous. So grab your beach chair. And a tent if you want, or your umbrella, whatever, and head to the beach. Plan on staying the whole afternoon. It's just a perfect day for beach weather and, and perfect day for a gathering. So it's Luna Beach Pride's third of four events this summer, calling it the Summer of Pride. So we had to pay tribute to the beach, of course. I mean, after all, we are Laguna Beach, <laughs> just in case you missed that part. So, uh, yeah, so today... At noon, and you know everyone pretty much hangs out till about five o'clock, and then they evaporate. Um, I always like to stay and watch the sunset, and sometimes I've been known to stay till one in the morning and watch the moon come up. How about that? <laughs> that's that's really crazy, huh? <laughs> so yeah, so that's the news um, about Laguna Beach Pride. There's no admission, there's no tickets, there's no RSVP. It's just Come as you are. Uh, hopefully you're not nude, but come as you are and enjoy the beach and the beach weather and um, all the other things that we have here to offer in Laguna Beach. 
from some excellent and unique fine dining. So yes, Palm Springs, we have fine dining too. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to, to toss that in there. And after all, we are the center of the universe here in Lagoon Beach. Oh, well, maybe not quite. That might be a stretch, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I digress. So anyway, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in um, on our, I want to say this program is, we're almost five years. We're going to have our anniversary of, for Rainbow Radio. I can't believe it. I just seemed like just the other day, I, oh my gosh, there's all this equipment and, and knobs and buttons and and confusing things in front of me. And um, I still haven't mastered it, but I'm still working on it. It's, it's getting better as we, then they go and change something. I can't, I just, I, and I, uh, but again, I digress. Let's, let's just move right along here. Keep the pace up. Um, if you are going to the beach, get ready now, put your bronzer on, make sure it soaks in before you get there, get your speedo out of the dry cleaners and, and head to the beach. Uh, or as many of my friends will be doing, wear their caftan or their muumuu. It's whatever's comfortable. It's, it's, it's not about judgment. It's not about being the, uh, I don't know, the male model or the female debutante. It's about having a good time and being amongst friends. So with that, just show up. I mean, that's the important thing, right? Just show up. So again, that's today, today, Saturday, the 14th, we survived the 13th. I thought something was going to happen in DC. I don't remember, but apparently it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, if you know from where I speak, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it didn't happen. And that's just dandy with me anyway. Uh, so it is, uh, it is August 14th. So in just a month, there will be the white party dance at seven degrees in the canyon, which is going to be fantastic. We get some really wonderful DJs lined up, two of them, and we have some entertainment lined up. And it's going to be on the deck under the stars upstairs and uh, may continue lo lo later downstairs. We're not sure on that detail it's in the works um but it should be an evening of outrageous end of summer fun at seven degrees if you haven't been to seven degrees in the canyon it is a high-tech um how can i say it? very modern very cool uh venue for any type of whether it's corporate high-end corporate inter uh, entertainment or business meetings or or outrageous dance parties with all the lights and sounds and technical um, devices that they have at their fingertips, or whether it's a wedding, even that. I've been to several events there, and they also have a, a great kitchen for catered meals, too. So anyway, there will be booze served, and there will be some uh, light bites uh, available. So you could go and make a night of it. That is, what day is that? September 11th. September 11th at starts at 6 p.m. and goes until closing, which we're whatever, wherever that takes us. Yeah. So that's the deal. That's all the news. It is the news. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, that uh, the radio station KX, KXFM 104.7 here in Laguna Beach, human crafted radio, uh, that the taste of Laguna is October 14th. That is, uh, so we got, we got August and September and October all lined out for you folks. You don't have to worry about a thing. 
So if you haven't been to Taste of Laguna, and I have been, and I've participated in, oh, twice, I think, uh, participated in food eating, but as well participated in being there and in uh, helping out, actually, the Chamber of Commerce. And I'm likely will be there again, helping out the station. I've um, signed on for that. So be a part of Laguna's favorite food and music festival. That is October 14th, 2021. It's a chance to see, I think there's 30, 30 restaurants and there's music um, from Tino Productions, Entertainment and Nova. I'm not sure the, who the artists will be, but uh, there will be music and it's a, it's a wonderful afternoon. You, it's kind of like you can graze and wander. I mean, if you're in a dining room, you're kind of stuck to your table, but in this case, you can graze and wander and talk to all kinds of people, enjoy all kinds of food. And, um, and wine, uh, have to do a wine tasting. And so uh, that is, again, October uh, the 14th. So we're happy for that. Oh, I just realized I didn't turn on the audio for my listeners on Rainbow Radio Facebook. So it should be coming through now. Forgive me, if you will. Um, it's uh, one of those buttons I forget to turn once in a while, but I'm here. <laughs> I have to edit that. <laughs> so, okay, that is all the regular news. And like I said, let's keep going. Let's keep going. This is go on to on this day in history. Oh, but first, first, I got a, a shout out to my friend Mario up in up in L, up in Studio City, dear friend of mine for years. I don't know why, but <laughs> we are dear friends. <laughs> There's something. You ever had a friend like that? You know where they they just um, they're always your friend and there's no question that um, they are. It's just, you know, it's never going to go away and as hard as you try. And no, no, Mario, I'm just joking. But <laughs> anyway, a dear friend up and, and that's what life's about is having dear friends. So, um, you know, before I get into the news and on this day in history, I want to share with you a personal thing that I am, um, I promised myself this morning I wouldn't say anything but further consideration. As we know, COVID has really turned our world upside down. And I've often heard people say, well, has it affected you personally? Well, not personally, but I do know some people who uh, have gotten ill and have had it and lost their sense of taste and struggled with it. I don't know anyone who personally who has died, but I do know that, that it has affected a lot of people, several people, let's just say, in my world. And uh, I was so disappointed that more people didn't uh, get the vaccination um, because I do think, for me, I've likely been exposed at some point, but I've had my, my vaccination. And if it's a, got into me, it certainly hasn't caused me much angst. Um, but I do, I do get out a lot. So it's fair to say probably was exposed at some point. But anyway, uh, a family member of mine um, is being denied medical, um, medical, emer I would say emergency uh, procedures, because there's no facilities available because of the COVID is so has filled up so many of the hospitals. This is in the Bay Area. And I guess it was on the news yesterday, just how severe it is in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, that uh, there's not a lot of beds available for 
elective surgery or urgent surgery. In this case, I don't know if it's urgent or not, but it certainly sounds urgent. Um, my relative has um, a dislodged um, stint, if you know what that is, and it's against an aneurysm in his aorta. It's a triple whammy. And uh, his team, physician teams, now you know it's a he, uh, his physician team had said, well, we can't do anything for uh, this week. Maybe next week we can, um, you know, because he will need intensive care for about three or four days after this in very invasive procedure that needs to be done to correct things. And he's always been a picture of health. He's always been uh, the good guy. In fact, he donated a kidney to his sister-in-law because he was a good match. Now, if you really want to tear at the heartstrings, I mean, someone who's so caring and giving, and now I feel because there's so many unvaccinated people that are, I, I think, in my opinion, they said I can have my opinion, are a bit selfish uh, because look what it's done. And I'm sure he's not the only situation um, some people with, I understood there's some people with uh, stage four cancer that need some treatment and they have to put it off while cancer doesn't stop, you know? So it's really disheartening. And um, I told uh, my family member that uh, I'm not real religious, but I was trying, talking to the spirits that be and, and um, hopeful that this gets sorted out and soon. So you see what you do locally can affect a lot of people. And I really hope, it's my sincere hope that more people uh, consider get the, getting the vaccine and dismiss, I feel, a lot of misinformation out there that tends to have um, a life of its own and grows. Uh, if, if you look at over history and the vaccinations that have gone around the world, uh, it's pretty plain to see What's the difference now and then is that, well, we're not sure, but it was a, certainly a social situation that was much different. And I think a, a owes a big part of it to social media now is, is much more immediate and quick. And people, and also can share a lot of un, uh, untrue and unreal information, uh, false information. So that's a, the story. I just, so I, I'm glad I've said it now. I've said it. And uh, so if you have a chance to encourage someone to get a vaccine, think of the lives they might, you might not realize the lives you're saving and you might not realize that you're making your life better. Uh, Cause it's hard to tell if you, but rest assured that uh, if it makes a difference, it might make a difference like in the case of my family member. So anyway. I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. How about that? It's a beautiful day here in Laguna Beach, and we're going to enjoy it. And that's the best we can do. August 14th on this day in history. That is today, by the way, in, um, where was this? In San Francisco. Uh, police raid the Tay Bush Inn in San Francisco. I've never heard of that. 1961, maybe it was before my time, <laughs> way before my time. It was the largest gay bar raid in San Francisco history. 103 patrons were sent to seven patrol wagons to jail, uh, to city jail and arrested on lewd behavior charges. The arrest has included actors, actresses, dancers, state hospital psychologist, a bank manager, an artist, and an Air Force purchasing agent. 
The article was published in San Francisco Examiner and gave the names, addresses, occupations, and employers of the arrested. Wow. That is horrible. 103. And in those days, like, I mean, that could be, your whole world could be swept out from under you. Yeah. So in 1980, on August 14th, the 75 op openly lesbian and gay delegates and altern alternates at the Democratic National Convention in New York City joined to nominate Washington, D.C. Gay Activist Alliance President Mel Boozer. For Vice President to the United States, Boozer tells the convention that bigotry is bigotry and that homophobia dishonors our way of life just as much as racism before withdrawing his nomination in favor of Walter Mondale. Well, they tried. Yes, we're still trying, very trying. <laughs> and this little side note on uh, which uh, was August 14th, which I can attest to, I was here. Uh, Prop 8 officially dead in California. How about that? August 14th was the date. As reported by the Los Angeles Times, the California Supreme Court cemented history. How about that? Cemented history. Refused uh, today when they refused to revive Prop 8, ending the last remaining legal challenge to same-sex marriage in the state. Meeting, is, meeting in closed session, the state high court rejected arguments that protect marriage prop eight sponsors that only an appellate court could overturn a statewide law protect marriage argued that a single judge retired u.s district judge von r walker lacked the authority to overturn the state's constitutional amendment that his injunction applied to two counties at the most and that the state officials had overstepped their authority by ordering county clerks throughout California to issue same-sex marriage licenses. State officials then countered with the Protect Marriages challenge that was, was a veiled attempt to persuade a state court to interfere with a federal judge's order in violation of the U.S. Constitution. How about that? I remember, oh, that was a difficult time, Prop 8. I marched up in San Francisco. I was kind of militant, I guess. I don't consider myself, but uh, I marched, uh, me and Mario, <laughs> we, we marched for hours. I think it was like a six-hour thing. Next, The next day, apparently, me carrying and Mario carrying a 10-foot flag was all over the media as we uh, paraded down the street up. I don't know. We went down Santa Monica and up to Sunset Boulevard and by the time it was done, after we heard from the mayor and uh, a few other people, uh, by the time it was done, boy, we were tired. It was, you know, six hours of marching, standing up uh, and holding a flag. I don't know. I mean, it could be worse, but I mean, it was, it was a long evening and much to Mario's chagrin, I got all the attention. But then, you know, sometimes that's the way it is. Sometimes you got it. Sometimes you do. Oh, Mario, I'm just joking. Uh, on to August 15th in LGBTQ history. In 1920, officials at the Boise Traction Company, City Traction Company, what's a city traction? Catch two men having sex in a restroom. Oh. Having installed a spy mole from above, the men are convicted of sodomy. Officials tried to cover the glory hole with wood or metal, but the coverings always came off. How about that? 
Moving on to August 16th on this day in history, in 1991, New Jersey Governor James Florio issues an executive order prohibiting sexual orientation discrimination in the public sector. That's in New Jersey. You, you guys, is Long Island near New Jersey? Oh, I digress. <laughs> I know I'm a West Coastener. I'm, I'm, my brain's just not dialed in. Someone keeps sending me messages, probably hate mail. August 17th, LGBTQ history. In 1982, United States District Court Judge Birchmeyer rules that Baker versus Wade, the sodomy law uh, of the state of Texas, violates the rights to privacy and due process. That's 82. Um, I thought they was more recent than that, but I guess not. In 2004, Indiana Governor Joseph Kerman issues an executive order banning gender identity discrimination in the public sector. Well, that's a few years apart, but Indiana, okay. <laughs> Texas, okay. On this day in history, on August 18th, President George H.W. Bush signs the Ryan White Care Act, a federally funded program for people living with HIV and AIDS. Ryan White, an Indiana teenager, contracted AIDS in 1984 through a tainted hemophilia treatment. After being barred from attending school because of his HIV-positive status, Ryan White became a well-known activist for AIDS research and anti-discrimination. And there, to this day, is a huge organization called the Ryan White Foundation, and they still fund, they do indeed still, and will continue probably in perpetuity, funding uh, a lot of organizations. I know one of them that they fund, I believe is the local clinic here with some money, but they also fund uh, Radiant Healthcare, which is uh, care centers, which are here, which used to be ASF, AIDS Services Foundation. So you see, we're kind of all connected in some way or another. And moving on to August 19th on this day in history. <clears throat> We're going way back in 1867. Don't remember that one well. In Munich, Karl Heinrich Ehrlichs is jeered when he attempts to persuade a conclave of jurists that same-sex love should be tolerated rather than persecuted. He's probably the first to come out publicly in defense of what he calls homosexuality. Well, there's the, the uh, German word for it. I'm not going to try it, but it's there. Homosexuality. In 1992, in Germany, some 250 lesbians and gay couples all over the country tried to register for marriage. The demonstration organized by Schulwilzerverbond, Schulwilzerverbond, in Deutschland, it's a gay league in Germany, receives widespread media attention. In 2013, marriage equality becomes legal in New Zealand. And moving on to the last day, next Friday, the 20th, on this day in history in, uh, at Sarnara, yeah, oh, Sam, Samia, Ontario, Port Huron, Michigan, International Bridge, lesbians on their way to the Michigan-Wyoming's music festival are harassed or turned back by U.S. immigration officials. Formal complaints are laid on behalf of the Canadian women by American gay organizations and the National Gay Task Force. And that is 
on this day in history, history, history. We're going to take a short music break. I think we're going to go to Budapest, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yeah, and I, I will... Uh, Dedicate this to Joe Meatsoul. He says that one day he'll go to Budapest. This song goes out to Michael Witkowski. Michael, here you go. Love you. Thanks for tuning in. And it flows right through your blood. We can tell each other secrets and remember how to love. message in that song i will admit and i think that's probably why michael likes it because he's just a softy and we know a few of those people now on to the news team lgbtq earns 32 medals at the tokyo olympics how about that <laughs> as the torch goes out in japan national stadium the end has arrived for the 2020 tokyo summer games dubbed the rainbow olympics by some for the record number of LGBTQ competitors. At least 182 out athletes from approximately 30 nations attended the Tokyo Games, more than three times the number of out athletes who completed, uh, competed in 2016 Summer Games in Rio. Boy, I remember there was some controversy going on there at that time. According to the LGBTQ sports sites, Out Sports. Of those athletes who completed some 35 different sports, at least 55 medaled. 
Five nabbed the gold for Team USA women's basketball alone. In fact, if LGBTQ Olympics competed as their own country, affectionately labeled Team LGBTQ by Outsports, they would rank 11th in the total number uh, a medal count, right behind France before Canada, with 32 individuals, uh, 32 team and individual medals. 11 gold, 12 silver, and 9 bronze. Wow. So... That's all really good. <laughs> so uh, there's another um, on on that same vein of things. It's about it's about time LGBTQ Olympic athletes unleash rainbow wave. Another from this is from Associated Press. When Olympic diver Tom Daly announced in 2013 that he was dating a man and couldn't be happier, his coming out was an act of courage that with its rarity, also expressed, exposed how uh, the top echelons of sports weren't seen as a safe space by the West, the vast majority of LGBTQ athletes. Back then, the number of gay Olympians who felt able and willing to speak openly about their private lives could be counted on a few hands. There have been just two dozen openly gay Olympians among the more than 10,000 who competed at the 2012 London Games, a reflection of how unrepresentative and an anarchistic, well, that's a long word, uh, top-tiered sports uh, were just a decade ago. And to a large extent, they still are. So at the Tokyo Games, the picture is changing. A wave of rainbow-colored pride, openness, and acceptance is sweeping through Olympic pools, skate parks, halls, and fields with a record number of openly gay competitors in Tokyo. Whereas LGBTQ visibility... Uh, invisibility used to make Olympic sports seem out of step with the times Tokyo is shaping up as a watershed for the community and the games. Now, finally starting uh, to better reflect human diversity. It's about time that everyone was able to be who they are and celebrated for it. U.S. skater Alexis Sablone, one of the least of five, one of at least five openly gay LGBTQ athletes in the sports sport making its Olympic debut in Tokyo. It's really cool, Sablone said. What I hope that means is that every outside, that every, even outside sports kids are raised, not just under the assumption that they are heterosexual. I, um, I was living in Portland, I think it was the late 80s. And they had, at that time, they'd had they used to have the Gay Olympics and the Olympic Committee sued the organization called Gay Olympics because they were using Olympics and they felt the Olympics was a name unique and entitled only to the Olympic Committee. But Olympic has been around for a long, long time. So I don't know how they finagled that, but they couldn't use uh, gay Olympic games. They could call them gay games. So they did. But they had them up in uh, Vancouver, B.C., and I went to that and it was all, uh, it was at a time when AIDS was also pretty much out of control. So it was a very heartfelt event, but I remember the number, the multitudes of people and that even the mayor of Vancouver, BC was, uh, made a few statements and they were very, very supportive in Canada. Uh, I, I felt, uh, very, it was very emotional. It was just terribly emotional and a, a really good feeling that there's so many people were out there doing 
fun things, healthy things, activities that are wholesome and good and all that, all that wonderful stuff. And it was a great, so I'm now what's happening. I I'm really glad that we don't, it's, I think it's nice to have gay games, but I'm really glad that it's all a part of the real, the original, um, you know, it's all a part of, it's becoming less an issue and more uh, diversity is more understood, of course. So that's, I don't know where I'm going with all that, except that it's things have changed a lot. And it's nice to see where it's headed. I will say that's my commentary. Also, British diver Tom Daly says sports has a lot further to go on LGBTQ acceptance. Specifically, British diver Tom Daly says he is proud to be able to inspire others as an openly gay athlete. But he is quick to add that global sports has a long way to go to achieve acceptance and embrace diversity. Of course, it's come a long way, but there's still a lot further to go, he said after winning bronze on Saturday's individual 10-meter platform men's final. I mean, there are 10 countries, now get this, there are 10 countries that are competing at these Olympic Games where being LGBTQ is punishable by death. How about that, folks? Wow. Well, there's a ways to go. Definitely, Tom. If you haven't watched the video of uh, his diving against, uh, I think it was China. Yeah. Maybe it was Japan. <clears throat> One of the two. Sorry. <laughs> Where the competition was so fierce and, and he won by just a millisecond. But it's, it's just such a, um, uh, an emotional outburst from everyone there. It's, it's very very touching. And, um, yeah, I cry, I cry quite a bit, you know, when I, when it's, it's okay for guys to cry and you don't have to be gay to cry. Anyone can cry. It's, it's a, I, I was, when someone says, Oh, stop crying <clears throat> when they, when someone's experiencing genuine emotional, I don't mean it's scolding a kid because they're crying unnecessarily. I mean, Oh, Oh, please don't cry. I always want to say, cry, come on, let it out, let it out, let's really let it out, let's, let's share your feelings, you know, and I don't think that's a bad thing, no? that's, but that's me, that's my opinion. Um, now, uh, there's some other news here that I will, dozens protest against a planned LGBTQ event in Kazakhstan's uh, in a Kazakhstan district. More than 100 people have presented protest in, in Kazakhstan city of Aktobi against an event planned by LGBT activists. The protesters said that the August 8th rally that they would hand a petition to the local authorities requesting not to allow representatives of a movement that propagates values contradicting the traditions of religion and enter Akotobi. Police did not interfere with the unsanctioned rally. Feminist, a feminist initiative, Fementia, plans to hold a seminar on August 13th on the rights of the LGBT community on the Central Asian, in the Central Asian nation. Fementia, co-founder and co-founder Gazuda Zaran, that the group will hold the event despite threats as it's received in recent days. 
So it goes on and on. Rom-com between boys is now in a series. This is in the Philippines. <laughs> After premiering and gaining recognition on its second best feature in the 2020 Metro Manila Film Festival, uh, the boys love movie. <laughs> the boy foretold, that's the name, of, by the stars, trans, by the stars, transfers to the small screen as a six episode series titled Love Beneath the Stars on I Want TFC. As their love story continues on the series, senior high school students, Dominic, played by Adrian, and Luke, played by Kenine, officially became a couple. However, their relationship is threatened by scrutiny because of a scandal, a third party, and a disapproved uh, disapproval of grown-ups. Shocking, shocking. In the series, Dominic and Luke also deal with relationships with their parents and their characters' commitment to each other. That's just what goes on in relationships. This is where they will discover what it takes to be committed to someone. So I hope the program is putting it in a good light and in a positive way. And then it says, it is not all happy. There is also maturity involved with all the characters. Um, at the core, it is a love story. So that's happening in the Philippines. And that's um, considered very shocking by certain uh, groups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, there was some other news here I wanted to share with you. Yeah, this is the last of my news and I'm out of news. How about that? <laughs> uh, Chinese social media shut down uh, of LGBT student groups highlights backlash against the Western influences. So the Chinese are not real happy with this uh, these days from what I've gathered. And this is yet another Another situation, I guess, that kind of um, shows that the culture of a dozen of LGBTQ student organizations, the closure, WeChat accounts uh, this week may be the result of a larger Chinese national backlash against perceived Western influences, that evil word, Western influences, according to cultural academics. There's a tendency in China for uh, some people to relate homosexuality, LGBT people, to Western lifestyles and capitalistic decadence. How about that? So this was in the line with a moral panic, said Pogwell Bayo, an associate professor of media studies at the University of Nottingham and specialist in queer politics in China. Especially now there's tension between China-West relations, so there is likely to be a heightened a uh, sense of nationalism, which sees LGBTQ issues, feminist issues, and we as Western, as unfit for China. Anne Kokas, uh, an associate professor at the University of Virginia and expert on U.S.-China media and technology relations, said that the idea that LGBT was a Western imported concept is particularly troubling because it could be mobilized within the context of Chinese national security regulations. It is Chinese people, and that's harder to frame as a national security risk. Um, oh, my goodness. 
sometimes it takes years to undo damage that's not so not so wonderful. We're going to take yet another short music break here. Let's see what we have in the hopper. <laughs> I think it's I think it's uh, California vibin, which uh, is. Uh, <coughs> Welcome to the jungle, welcome to the concrete world, look at all the plastic, suffocating boys, suffocating girls. Welcome to my city, welcome to my, oh my God, have you heard the radio, baby boy just shot his pop, and I don't know why I'm living this way, but we do. California gold, California vibe. And it's all, it's kind of a harsh, uh, some parts of this song kind of harsh reflection of California, but uh, California has everything. I mean, desert to tropical, wonderful paradises. And, and here we are in Laguna Beach. And speaking of Laguna Beach and the beach, West Street Beach today at noon, and what that's that in just almost uh, two hours is uh, gathering, a gathering, it is LGBTQ gathering day at the beach in West Street Beach. Um, not officially called Camel Point, if you're trying to find it on uh, Google Maps, Camel Point, but it commonly referred to West Street, although they do get, lately they've gotten West Street on the map because it's so popular. So it should be a fun, popular day, music and things going on there on the beach. And it's a day of celebration as in the summer of pride um, for Laguna Beach Pride, an event every month. This is uh, 
August event and then September events is on September 11th at uh, seven degrees in the canyon. So if you're so inclined, today is the day to reunite yourself with your beach friends. Um, grab your umbrella, grab your tent, your bronzer if you must, and your and your beach chair. Maybe bring a, some food items with you and uh, and beverages. Be careful with beverages. There's no alcohol allowed on the beach. And um, enjoy the afternoon. Enjoy the afternoon with friends and family with quotation marks. So it's for everyone. And there, look for the uh, big rainbow flag, which will be flying high. Oh, there's one, I think it's about 15 feet high. So you really can't miss it on the beach at West Street Beach. And if you get there now, you could probably stake a claim right in the sand and have your own little party for, for you and all your dear friends. So. So that would be that would be that would be great. Thank you. Um, Rainbow Radio is always looking for people to interview on the station, and if you have some suggestions, uh, I would ask that you send them directly to me, Craig at rainbow-radio.com. That's Craig at rainbow-radio.com, and let's get them on the air. Um, it's nice to share. Uh, certain events with people in their lives that are very positive and um, I don't know, heartwarming at the same time uh, with my listeners. And uh, I want to shout out to Ghana, the country that's still uh, hanging in there with a major law that's uh, very, very anti-LGBTQ. And I wish there was something we could do. I just don't know what it would be. I thought maybe we could buy some t-shirts, help, help the cause, but I think that's like uh, spitting in the ocean. You know, I don't know. Uh, if someone has any ideas in Ghana, uh, in Africa, uh, let me know. I'll put it on the air. Yeah. So my, uh, the, I'm going to take the, take the program away here with a couple songs and um, get myself ready to go to the beach. And uh, you should do also, um, you know, I suggest, you know, stop at Saturday Market. It's open for a couple more hours. Stock up on some uh, fabulous items to take to the beach to share. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what one should do. <laughs> And invite all your friends. So a nice shout out to uh, my friend Joe Mietzel, whose birthday is coming up. Mario, Brian, uh, Lynn, and anyone else I can think of. I've forgotten. I'm sorry <laughs> on my sorted list. And I want to thank um, I want to thank the team. I'm the president of the of Laguna Beach Pride, but I want to thank my team. They work so hard to put all these events together, and that's Jonathan Cauliflower. He has an event business, so he's a professional. And Michelle Voles, who is a um, professional financial advisor and uh, also um, therapy, uh, which I suppose in some cases could go closely together. <laughs> but Michelle Voles, she's a sweetheart. She's a voice of reason. When we go crazy, she's there and and grounds us all. So they work so very hard. Rich Flores has also come new to the team and he's helping us out with a lot of things. So as we grow, I think our board of directors will grow and uh, we have some, some 
two uh, fabulous ladies that we met this last week that are interested in helping. And um, so we're, we're moving forward and uh, hope that more and more people enjoy what Laguna Beach Pride 365 has to do. We have uh, plans, uh, many plans for, well, for the remainder of this year, but for next year, it's, uh, we've got some plans we've already started working on a year ahead. How about that? We might be more organized than you think. Anyway, this is Craig for Rainbow Radio, KXFM 104.7 in Laguna Beach, Human Crafted Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I will hear you or you will hear me next week at the same time, same place, 9 a.m. for Rainbow Radio. Thank you for listening. Ida Mays here. She'll be with you in just a